spent with her son that you've been listening to in the Blink of an Eye story. Season 2, Trauma Healing Learning 23, Radical Acceptance. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Hello, everyone. I hope you are well today. It is a glorious day in the universe. In today's Trauma Healing Learning, I want to explore with you what radical acceptance might mean in your life. What comes to mind when I say radical acceptance? I've asked a number of people. It's a question that really makes you pause, doesn't it? It makes me pause too. I think radical acceptance is part of our trauma healing journeys. I think we started the preliminary discussion as well when we talked about radical inclusion in Trauma Healing Learning 21, Radical Inclusion. We looked into what it is like to accept it all, the good, the hard, the joy, the pain, the suffering, the ease, all side by side. That was radical because we often think our experience is one or the other. I am happy. I am sad. It was a good day. It was not such a good day. In some ways, those are limiting beliefs, because now you know they are probably not completely accurate, right? There is more than just the one narrow experience. It's amazing when we realize that, isn't it? Radical inclusion is central to our integration, to our experience of both trauma and trauma healing. That really resonates, right? Well, you might want to go back and listen again to Trauma Healing Learning 21, Radical Inclusion. And when you practice this awareness, over and over. Believe me, it never gets routine or dull. You might begin to witness yourself over time in new ways, in slower ways, softer ways, steadier ways. So when we expand our thinking and our life experience as including both the suffering and the ease, I think this radical inclusion prepares us for what I want to discuss today, which is radical acceptance. We could say that radical acceptance means just accept. Yes, for those who can feel into that deeply, accepting it all can be powerful. And to shift one's attention to think, just accept, similar to surrender to win, as Bill discussed in the companion story, is a part of radical acceptance. Of course, you need to know when it's genuine rather than a bypass, which just sets you up for more suffering. 
It's usually a movement you do with full attention with some method that you've learned for integrating how you surrender and how you accept. Let's just pause a moment before we continue on. The method of surrendering. It's not enough to just shift our mindset, although that is a huge part of it. We need somatic awareness too. Think of it as a movement you consciously do with intention. It's a movement to just notice the suffering or anger or discomfort and bring some attention to it. We are learning that it is not necessary to overpower the experience of our central nervous systems again with thoughts of go away or I shouldn't be like this or why am I feeling this again? Why can't I make this stop? Just give that some attention and be. Yes, there is a surrendering sort of movement that we can experience in our bodies when we choose with the shift of attention to just be with whatever it is and relax into resistance. We need to constantly make it safe enough for ourselves to do just this. We've talked about this before, but it too never gets old because our bodies experience resistance to life as it is almost daily. So we have a lot of time to practice. Daily life is where our reactivity comes in some moments or even some periods of time we don't experience as much reactivity when we're calm and other moments our nervous systems are set on overdrive it's helpful to practice on the everyday reactivity so that we can build up some muscle memory for when and if we are faced with a large triggering event We want to build our capacity. An accumulation of months or years of practice gives you more choices to regulate yourself so there is more space to not get as tangled in the reactivity and to be more responsive rather than reactive. So by being aware of this and practicing relaxing into resistance on a daily basis, and allowing the overwhelm to work its way through and out, we can feel stable again. And we can build a reservoir for the future. Or we can shift our attention to another aspect of our bodies we want to resource, a part that is not activated, that also can help stabilize us again, like our feet, also part, of radical inclusion. And you might want to re-listen to Season 2 Trauma Healing Learning 7, Don't Settle for Less, on resourcing. Our trauma experiences set our nervous systems up to be braced to resist. And that resistance 
that meets over and over with similar triggers and reactivity creates patterns. The original response protected us. The patterns are just outdated and often worn, but still running unless we have good tools. They don't have to run and take over our entire bodies. So one of our trauma healing tools in our relational practice is to befriend the patterns, be curious about them, or thank them for serving us well. Like when you were deer in the headlights or about to chop someone's head off. These reactions were giving you information about something you cared about, something you needed to pay attention to. So yes, when we surrender into an old pattern, rather than fueling it, we might just find there is new energy or unlocked energy, energy of ease, energy of flow, energy that was blocked, but is now restored, opened. That is part of the movement of radical inclusion. And each time we live into radical inclusion practices, all of which are relational practices combined with somatic practice, we can ease our daily suffering on the spot. There is more. That daily movement prepares us for an experience of radical acceptance. When we feel rooted again, we can literally feel held up by something in alignment, something straighter, higher, larger than we are. And we can also feel cradled, held in warmth and love. This is the experience of radical acceptance that I want to discuss today. You see, the stressful parts of our lives don't necessarily change, or at least not in that moment. But we change, right? We change because we change our response. Relaxing into resistance allows us to be more responsive to life as it really is. But what is life as it really is? Well, that is at the heart of radical acceptance. Do you believe we are all energy? I do. Albert Einstein proved that with his famous principle of relativity. Other physicists and quantum physicists, such as Martin Rees and Max von Laue, tell us, yes, we are all energy. The universe exists because we are aware of it. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. <laughs> Those are heavy statements, aren't they? Well, when we accept that, there is an evolutionary 
higher consciousness invitation for all of us as energy to live into a higher plane of awareness, a higher plane of living just by being aware of it. So when we're feeling most lost or down or sad about a person we have lost or a part of life we have lost, or we have a moment of overwhelm or something that reminds our bodies of our deep anguish and we begin to get flooded again, we might move to stuff it quickly, hope it goes away. But I hope that you don't do that now because you have another path, the path of integration. You can relax into the stinging eyes, the palpating heart, the achy shoulders. If you allow it to move, it will pass through. And in those moments, other parts of you still work and are okay. Yes, you can still walk. Yes, you can still talk. Your feet or your thumbs or your ears are all still there for you. But there is something else. There is something in the spirit world or the scientific quantum physicist world that beckons us to live into a higher plane of consciousness because what we are experiencing now that is suffering is only one dimension of our lives. It's the human dimension, of course. We also have a soul dimension and our souls do not suffer. You are a soul. We are all souls living a human life. I love this concept. I learned it from a great healer, Suzanne Geisman, who is an evidentiary-based medium. Does that surprise you that I just referenced a medium? It may. I'm Catholic by background and I love my faith. My faith takes me to believe, as many of you know, way back in season one, episode three, tunnel vision, that I want to embrace and live into the little C letter of Catholic in a universal experience of all mankind, humankind, unified. We are all souls, unified, for a higher purpose when we are not blocked. And for me, that unification includes all the souls that have passed in bodies that have died on earth. The soul lives on. And so when I was most anguished as a little girl about losing my father to early death, I had an experience with my dad post-death that changed my life. And with my mom, now with late Alzheimer's, 
I recommitted to being more open to connecting again with my dad. And I learned I could also connect with my mom now. And I did not need to wait until she passed. Soul to soul. That might be a piece of radical acceptance. Because when we live in God's time, we are not bound by Earth's time. Isn't that one of the most free notions as well? I love that. And that too has changed my adult life. And so I wanted to know more about how to connect in more purposeful ways and not just by chance. So I commenced a course of study and I continued to study with one of the best, Suzanne Geisman. Yes, she is a medium. She is an evidentiary-based medium. A medium is typically someone who has the ability to connect with people who have passed over the veil. An evidence-based medium is someone who doesn't just connect with those souls that have passed over the veil, but receives information to verify who the soul was on earth, that only the loved one on earth would know. And that evidence brings veracity to whatever message is provided. Messages from the highest and best good are always messages of healing. Evidence-based mediumship is very exciting to me for healing and for enlightenment on the path of trauma healing. It literally lifts my vibration. We all have the ability to have soul-to-soul connections. And you've likely already had some in your own life. You know, like when someone you love has passed and shows up for you in some real way, in some sign, in nature, or on your path, right? That's their soul trying to get your attention in symbols you will recognize as they. And have you ever met someone and you instantly connect like you've known them forever? Soul-to-soul connection is like that. And so those are often soul-to-soul connections. Hmm. Maybe in a future episode we'll discuss this further and I'll interview Suzanne. For today, I'll share with you a piece of wisdom that I have so appreciated and resonated with on my journey with evidence-based mediumship. What I am about to tell you, I know to be true, and I feel compelled to share it with you in what I call radical acceptance to help you come to know this as well. It can help you immensely on your trauma healing journey. I hope it does. You can determine how it resonates with you too. And if you're aware of any resistance, that's okay. Just relax into it and then see what wisdom arises for you. Here is what I have come to know. We have the ability to connect with higher realms soul to soul, as Suzanne would say. 
when we awaken to our true nature. Our true nature is both human, a body, and divine, a soul. And when we awaken to this true nature and apply specific trauma healing learnings and shifts of our attention, we can change the energy frequency from suffering to something else that was there all along, like the dial on an old-fashioned radio, we can tune in to a different station. Yes, when we suffer, we can always tune in and get the frequency to be in connection with a higher being. For me, I love to tune in to God to Mother Mary, and now even to the person whose loss in my life caused me such human suffering. You can do this too. Maybe you already do. When you have this experience, you know you are not alone and never will be. You never were. God, the divine, the angels, other divine beings, the creator, your loved one who has died, or like my mom who is not there with late Alzheimer's, they all are there with you in a different form of energy with soul-to-soul communication. So the big learning for radical acceptance is that all starts with an awakening to the whole world. This world is not the only world and you don't have to die or wait to experience the other world, the heavenly world. It's here right now for all of us and has been all along. Adjoining with God or the divine or source or joy, creator of all that is good. This awareness makes all the difference in the world. If you're interested in hearing more, write me at louise at blinkofaneyepodcast.com. Radical acceptance. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Life is so precious. Sending love. Hope for everything. Obtain everything. Thank you for tuning in to the Trauma Healing Learnings. You may tune in to the companion Blink of an Eye story at Season 2, Episode 23, Radical Acceptance. Thank you for listening. And thank you for telling your friends about Blink of an Eye. Together, we are raising the vibration for healing. You've been listening to Blink of an Eye, 
we ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. Never miss an episode. Listen on our website, blinkofaneyepodcast.com, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by I See That, the Integrative Center for Trauma Healing, Advocacy, and Transformation. I See That is a multidisciplinary nonprofit that provides tangible support, trauma healing education, and advocacy for those experiencing crisis or trauma. To donate, please visit www.icthat.org. That's the letters I-C-T-H-A-T dot O-R-G.